Welcome back to the Oklahoma Drill. Alex and Ryan here, just the two of us, for a quick preview of this Saturday's football game between the Oklahoma Sooners and the UCLA Bruins. What do we got? Yeah. Um, so, you know, first of all, kind of a change of pace. You know, we've been going with three or four people for a while. Mm-hmm. So kind of a change of pace back down to the original crew, but uh, um, good to be back. Um, so let's start with some news. You know, I th- some pretty significant news, if you ask me. Like uh, yesterday, uh, the news broke that Addison Gums is transferring from mm-hmm. OU. So, I mean, obviously, we all know that he tore his ACL the day before the game, which, you know, is something that you just don't see. But he's kind of followed that up by, you know, deciding to transfer. And it's kind of a confusing decision because, you know, if you if you looked at where he was on the depth chart, he was a projected starter. So, uh-huh. um, obviously it's, it's really probably not a football reason that he's yeah. transferring. I mean, I can't imagine it being like, it's gotta be some kind of personal family type deal. Uh-huh. I do know that like during his recruiting process, his dad was particularly controversial in that he did not want Addison gums to come to OU. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I don't know. I'm not going to pretend to know what's going on, but it yeah. it definitely seems like it's a family decision to get him closer to home, you know, and maybe they just, you know, he tore his ACL. They want him to rehab close to home or maybe like just, you know, the mental taxation on your on your mind whenever you go through a major injury can yeah. be something that can really affect somebody and they might have concerns about that or not. But like. Either way, I hope he's successful, you know, yeah. in his recovery. I would have really liked to see him play for OU, uh-huh. you know, more than he did. But, you know, he's a really talented guy. But, yeah. you know, it kind of sucks. But if you look ahead, like, you know, Jalen Redman, if he comes back healthy, you know, I think realistically speaking, Redman was probably going to overtake anyone at that position. Yeah. Um, just – you know, that guy, Redman, is, is more talented than anybody we have. Now, it is worth noting that it could be extra concerning because, you know, we the reason why Jalen Redman isn't playing is because of, I think, some blood clots that, you know, that and that is something that can kind of derail a career, um, as we've seen in the NBA and in other sports, but just... So, I mean, I'm I'm a little nervous about it overall, but hopefully they're just being really cautious with Jalen Redmond because if he's fine, then I think we're all fine because we'll have Mark Jackson for another year. Jalen Redmond will come be coming back. We're you know we're recruiting a couple guys in that position this season as well. So uh-huh. overall, if we if we have Redmond, then it, it should be fine. Yeah, uh, I agree. I think. Um... Yeah, depending on how Jalen Redmond's injury or health situation works out, it should end up being all right. And it obviously doesn't affect this year at all because he was already out for the season. And we wish him well. Any other news? You know, I don't – it's kind of a slow news. 
this week. I don't I don't really have anything. Like we talked to Curtis Bolton being the Big Twelve Defensive Player of the Week in our last podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, which is just that's seems incredibly unlikely to me. <laughs> like <laughs> Just the idea that a guy who I hasn't mean, started te- you know, in his first game. Touchdown. Yeah, he did. He did. Um, but, I mean, it just, like, he had a great game. I don't know. It's really more, I'm just, it's kind of exciting, honestly, yeah. that a guy turned the corner. And I, I was listening to another podcast. Um, I don't know. The Sooner Scoop podcast. It's a good one. You guys should check it out. But, one thing they talked about with him is that the way that Mike Stoops and him kind of talk about each other is extremely similar to how Ovo and Mike talked about each other. Oh, yeah. And I found that very interesting. Like, it just – because there's – every now and then, like, there's a guy that's been in the program for a long time, and they just seem like they have gotten really close to Mike even mm-hmm. after, you know, multiple years where you could tell they kind of butted heads – you know, and that's one like Curtis Bolton talked about how, you know, he just wasn't mature enough, you know, in his early years. And it took him a long time to mature and be able to kind of handle Mike Stoops. But now that he is to that point, he really appreciates Mike. And I just thought that was a really interesting kind of little, you know, storyline to follow. And it'll be interesting to see if he can keep it up. Yeah, um, I think. Yeah, I'm excited for Curtis Bolton. You know, not a guy that we expected to end up getting the starting position. Um, and, yeah, week one defensive player of the week. Veteran guy. It's a good story. Um, mm-hmm. Any other news? Or do we just want to jump into this break, this uh, preview breakdown? Uh, let's just jump into it. Okay. Um, what, what What is UCLA? Um, they're a football team for sure. Um, coached by... Uh, you know, a storied coach, um, for those of you not in the know, and I don't know how you couldn't be at this point, Chip Kelly um, is UCLA's head coach of Oregon fame, fresh out of a, I would call it a failed stint in the NFL. Um, yeah. And he's back in the college ranks, um, and they, they didn't have such a great first game, um, losing to Cincinnati by one score that was smaller than the other. Um, hang on. Very yeah, good. Yeah, it was 26-17. It sure was, yeah. Um, so, yeah. obviously not the start Chip was hoping for. Um, defensively, they, um, you know, they held Cincinnati to like four yards of play. Um, but ultimately it just wasn't enough. And uh, their starting quarterback, Wilton Spate, got hurt. So that's that's UCLA right now. Right. Yeah. So when I when I look at the box score against Cincinnati, it it seems like it was a relatively evenly matched game um, from just a pure stat standpoint. But if you if you kind of break it down further. Um, and I, I look at specifically UCLA's rushing statistics, and they ran for 31 uh, carries for 144 yards. And, you know, not, I wouldn't call that amazing or anything, but that's like serviceable. Like, you know, you feel okay about that. Uh-huh. But if you break that down, they had a 74 yard run thrown in there, and 
So that pretty much is that's almost half of their rushing yards right yeah. there. Um, I think if I were better at math, I would say that that is over half. Um, right. It is over half. Yes. That's over half of their rushing yards, um, on one run. So if you, and if you were to look at that, um, outside of that run, like that's, that's, that's a really paltry effort on Mm -hmm. the ground. And that's where I think they, they probably struggle the most offensively is that, you know, Chip Kelly, you know, what we know about Chip Kelly is that he's, it's going to be a ground heavy attack in, in his ideal situation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's going to do the zone read. He's going to do a lot of stuff like that, get the tempo up. I don't think that they have the offensive linemen to execute his system. Yeah. Um, you know, they have a deep, you know, Cashmere Allen is the guy who broke that 74 yard run, you know, a talented running back. Like I think, you know, there's some talent in the backfield, um, but up front, they just don't have, they don't have the guys that you need to be able to really execute the chip Kelly offense perfectly, you know? And if you look, I mean, 17 points against Cincinnati is, that's not good. No, you know? no, it's really, not. um, Cincinnati not a super talent, like their group of five team. Um, yeah, they have a defensive minded head coach, but this is only, I think his second year. So it's not like Cincinnati's this defensive juggernaut or anything, Yep. You know, and they were only able to manage 17 points in a little over 300 yards. I think a lot of their main problems are, are going to come on the offensive side of the ball. And we really do. We need to see a good performance from our defense to, like, really build off of what we saw last week on another weak offense. I say another weak offense because not that Florida Atlantic's offense is weak. But going into a game against UCLA where they do seemingly have a weak offense, we need to see a good performance. Absolutely. I think this will be, I mean, this will just be another opportunity for a defense to, you know, demonstrate that they're competent, you know, that they can play sound football and shut down, you know, a lesser opponent. Um, And to give you a sense of sort of the um, the degree to which UCLA might be really a lesser opponent. Um, the initial um, S&P Plus projections for the UCLA-Cincinnati game had UCLA as 76, or, yeah, 76% win probability um, with a projected margin of 12.5 points. Um, so they lost that one by 9. Uh, so that's not too good. Um, yeah. Meanwhile, they were projected to lose by more than two touchdowns to us with an 18% win probability. Um, so that's probably not good news for Chip, um, statistically speaking. Um, and these are just projections. And Cincinnati is probably better than their S&P Plus rank was as the um, you know their initial projection. But still, um, this is a team that we should right. handle pretty straightforwardly. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, you know, there there is some talent on the team. I think overall, you know, if you compare it to FAU, I think the just average guy on the field for UCLA is going to be a little bit more talented than what we saw last week. Yeah, but, but they're also just so young. Exactly. They're young. They're go- they have some guys that are suspended. You know, their best running back is suspended. It's not helping their, their running mm-hmm. game either. Um, but yeah, I think the overall just, we're going to see some top end athletes, you know, offensively, you know, I really like a guy like Theo Howard. 
Um, he's a guy that I remember from OU recruiting him whenever he was coming out of high school, and he was a guy that I really wanted us to get. He's a pretty explosive player, so you know it's going to test our corners a little bit. Yeah, be interesting to see how Parnell Motley and you know I thought Trey Brown was great last week. How they build on their performances from a week ago, and I keep saying build on that performance because you know if you look back to last year. Um, after two games, you would have thought, oh, you had a great defense, right? Yeah. You know, they looked fantastic in their first two games last year. Mm-hmm. So seeing a really good defensive performance doesn't mean a whole lot if you don't build on it, you know? So that's why I say it's so important for us that we need to really, truly be dominant in this game on defense. Yeah. E- even I look for that even more so than offense because I'm not even really worried about the offense. Um, yeah. Um, fundamentally when it comes to the offense is uh, UCLA can't really stop the run. And there might be two or three teams that you can even talk about being in the same stratosphere as OU's running game right now. So did you see that uh, Lincoln Riley kind of came out this week and said that like, we might have more to our running game than anyone else in the country. Um, Did you see that quote from him? I didn't see that quote, but like, I mean, I believe it. There's um, right. It's, it's just one of the first times I've seen him kind of come out and be like, "Yeah, we're better than everybody else." You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah. I just thought it was kind of cool because we. I mean, we totally are. Uh, but you know, Lincoln doesn't normally come out and say anything like that. He's usually pretty. I mean, not saying that he isn't humble by just for saying that, but usually he kind of shies away from that kind of thing. You know, yeah. He talks about, well, we just we want to execute. We have our own standard. We don't worry about anyone else, you know. Yeah. So it's the Jays. Um, I thought that was kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah, the Jays are They're kind of rubbing some swag yeah. off. <laughs> uh, so you mentioned UCLA's defense and and. Uh, there are a couple guys that kind of stick out to me as guys that will be interesting to kind of watch. And mm-hmm. both of these guys, again, are guys that I know from, from when OU recruited them. Um, both edge rush type guys, um, Jalen Phillips and Keyshawn Lucier South, um, both former five-star players. You know, mm-hmm. Jalen Phillips is a, is a freak show like that dude. When you see him, you will you'll be like, oh, that's the guy they were yeah. talking about because he he's an impressive looking guy coming off the edge. So at the very least, I think um, I think Cody Ford is is gonna get a nice test. Mm-hmm. I can't I can't say Cody Ford was really tested much last week, but I think this week we might, you know, they're gonna be tested in terms of being able to protect Kyler Murray because mm-hmm. Phillips and Lucier South are both guys that can get to the quarterback and and get some sacks. So. Um, I like that that at least is, is something that we have to kind of look for, you know, look for on the field mm-hmm. because like overall, if you just look at it on paper, like, yeah, I mean, there's really not a whole lot to worry about. You know, the UCLA is not very good. OU is seemingly very good so far mm-hmm. and we're at home. Like there's no reason why we shouldn't beat this team by, you know, we probably should cover the spread, honestly. Yeah. Is the spread still at like twenty? The spread points? is a little rich for me. Yeah, the spread's a little rich for me. Like I wouldn't touch it with like money, but like, yeah, 
you know, if we don't cover that spread, I, there will be some things to to discuss and kind of talk about how, yeah. in all likelihood, we did not have a great performance. Yeah. Um, man, this is. I don't know. I want to talk in more like I want to get to like some sort of interesting challenge, but I don't know, like other than Cody Ford and those edge rushers, I don't really know what it, what there is. I mean, right. I, I guess there's covering. Um, Oh, what's his face? There is covering Theo Howard, um, because we had talked about the secondary um, being maybe the one unit on the defense yesterday or last week that seemed like maybe they got lucky. Um, but that's about it. Okay, sorry, I'm having to. Relocate this because, is fascinating. yeah, not yeah. <laughs> Relocating mid pod. This is this is good podcast. How about that? Okay. Um, this is, so where do we want to go with this now? Do we want to talk about key players? Yeah, let's go ahead and go go into. Um, some guys that we kind of expect to to stand out, or maybe some guys that let's maybe pick two per side. Um, how about one guy that we think is going to play really well in this matchup, and one guy that we're just kind of interested to see because he might be, you know, we just want to see more of them, or this might be a, an interesting matchup for him specifically. Uh, let's yeah. pick two, like two two guys on both sides of the ball. All right. Um. You, which side of the ball do you want to start with? You want to start? Um, give me a second to think. Uh, let's let's start with defense. Okay. I think defense. All right. Uh, give me. Yeah, one I'll go of ahead and start. Guys. Fine. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I'm going to go with Mark Jackson because mm-hmm. I think that this is a game that he needs to show a little bit more than what he did last week. He wasn't bad last week at all. Really, nobody was. But mm-hmm. I want him to be just a little more dynamic. You know, we need a guy that's dynamic, like in the oboe mold. And if if we have a guy like that on the team, it's him. You know what I mean? So I I hope to see him get after the quarterback. And it'll be extra interesting. You know, we don't really know if Wilton Spate is going to play. Um, uh, my especially, but yeah, we, but we especially don't know. Yeah, right. Especially if he is playing, I think it could be a heyday for. Um, for Mark Jackson, because Wilton Spade is a freaking statue back there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's interesting. Uh, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, if he plays, I think he's going to provide a little bit more of a test just because he's a mobile guy, but he's yeah. going to be in his second game as a college football player. So mm-hmm. still not something I'm worried about. But I, I need to see Mark Jackson get after the quarterback a little bit more than he did last week. Yeah. Um. I am going to, and at some point we are going to have to name this off limits, but I'm going to say uh, that I'm interested to see how Buki will play in this game, especially uh, with, um, uh, what's his face, the, uh, <laughs> I'm so good at this, um, with Dorian Thompson-Robinson in the game. Right. Because you've got a freshman who's mobile and who probably doesn't have a great grasp of the game plan, so there's going to be a lot of just like having to frantically track him down. Um, which is a thing that I think Buki is really naturally talented at. Um, so, assuming that, and my prediction is that 
Wilton Spate probably won't play this game, and we'll see Dorian Thompson Robinson. Um, so yeah. for me, that's I think Buki will have a probably a few, quite a few tackles in this game. Yeah. Um, my other defensive guy, I'm gonna go with, um, and I'm gonna kind of cheat a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna go with the corner rotation of Trey Norwood and Trey Brown. Yeah. Um, and these are guys, and this is going to be the guy. I just I think this could be a little bit of a little more a unique test for them because you know, we saw a great performance for them last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, both of the guys were great last week. Trey Norwood almost had an interception. Trey Brown showed impressive speed, you know, on the field and tackled really well. I think that there's going to be a lot of. I think Chip Kelly's going to see. You know those guys as someone that they're going to try and pick on because, you know he's got a, he's probably going to have a young quarterback. He's probably going to throw a lot of like little screens to Theo Howard and guys like that. Yeah, and it's going to be on guys like Trey Norwood and Trey Brown mm-hmm. to get off blocks and make those tackles. Yeah, and they've you know they cannot lose leverage and let those guys get outside on them. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's going to be it's going to be kind of a unique challenge for them. Not necessarily not that they'll be tested a lot down the field they probably won't be uh, but i think they will be tested on those little short kind of bubble screen type plays mm-hmm. um let's see and i guess really a lot in a similar sense um uh khalil Houghton for me is going to be my other defensive guy i'll just go with the two safeties mm-hmm. um because um you're um I'll, those screens are all about numbers right they're all about um, right. throwing to where you have the numerical advantage and Khalil Houghton as an experienced guy we've talked about the game slowing down for him like a lot of shutting this down is going to be him knowing how to be positioned before the snap and moving to you know flowing to the ball um, as soon as it leaves the quarterback's hands on those screens so that's um, yeah I think Khalil Houghton you know this could be a good game for him or it could be a you know, a more frustrating game for him. Right. And he's just another guy. Like, you know, he's a lot like Curtis Bolton. And he's a guy that's a senior that's never really done squat on the football field, but has seemingly kind of had a light turn on and mm-hmm. is, you know, just playing at a different level and with a different sense of urgency that he ever has. And you just want to see that continue for him because, yeah. you know, talent has never been the question with Khalil Houghton ever um so I, I i like that pick i think i'm definitely gonna have be tuned into what he's doing this week for sure um as we shift over the offense um i mean i talked about it earlier i think there's really one guy that i'm gonna be kind of zoned in on that's cody ford mm-hmm. um you know he's this is the easy pick because like yeah they have very talented edge rushers and and cody Ford. that's what I am concerned about having Cody Ford at tackle. You yeah. know what I mean? What happens when he gets up against elite level pass rushers? Is he going to be able to hold up? Yeah. You know, TCU is going to have some guys like that. So I think this will be a good early season test for him at that position. Mm-hmm. Um, my guy, I am actually going to say Trey Sermon. Um, and the reason being that, you know, Trey Sermon is really wonderful to watch with his physicality and with his, um, you know, his vision. 
but the one thing he lacks is top end speed and uh, you know a burst to get there. And so, well, really more burst than top end speed. I actually think his top end speed's a little underrated. Um, but mm-hmm. he he lacks the burst to get there. And right. if there's one thing that these athletes are going to have on him, it's uh, it's going to be the ability to, um, you know, they're these are young athletic guys. Um, you know, most of them right. highly recruited. They have the speed to catch up to him. I want to see how he responds to that. And just, I'm interested to see how that goes for him. Honestly, he'll probably just respond by stiff-arming them into oblivion. But That's also possible. <laughs> That's certainly possible. Uh, so... I think that would be the correct response. <laughs> I agree. That's always a good response. Um, my other guy offensively, um, I'm going to go with C.D. Lamb, and that's just because I think it's going to be a situation this year where him and Marquise kind of alternate big games, you know, because yeah. I, I just I think they're too good for a defense to be able to shut them both down. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be kind of a pick which one, you know, and I think after a huge game that Hollywood Brown had last week, I think that UCLA is going to have a little bit more attention on him, and I think it's going to be a game for C.D. Lamb to kind of really announce himself to the college football world in 2018. Yeah, I agree. Um, I was actually going with C.D. Lamb for my other guy. Um, and I'm not, I'm not going to pick another guy. We're just going to share C.D. Lamb this week. Oh, you don't want to go. See, I, th- I was hoping you would you would pick uh, Mr. Great at the opening, Grant Calcaterra. I would like to see Grant Because he's kind of in the same, a similar game. boat. For sure. Um, I don't know. I'm, I, I would like to see – okay, I would like to see the game where a team just decides we're not going to let C.D. Lamb or Marquise Brown beat us mm-hmm. and then just have Grant have like 16 catches for like 250 yards over the middle. Like yeah. that would be an awesome game. I know. I'm interested. I would enjoy that. Yeah. Well, because the thing – and a lot of this is because we just didn't see a lot of – they just didn't have a lot of time to do this last week. But, you know, one thing last week was that you didn't have – many passes to or really any passes at all to Grant Calcaterra or to any of the running backs. Um, and that was such a really integral part of the offense the year, you know, last year. So, um, you know, it's, mm-hmm. I'm just wondering if that's something Kyler's not comfortable doing yet or like, you know, I, I'm interested to see how the offense has evolved around Kyler's skill set and just like, does that aspect of the offense actually diminish or do we just not see it? I, I tend to lean towards that just because we didn't run very many plays and we were just we were so successful on the ground that it just didn't really mm-hmm. come into play, yeah. you know, and if they're going to leave Marquise Brown open down the field, you're probably going to throw it to him. Right. So, yeah, that's true. I don't know. I don't and, I don't know. I'm Kyler, not concerned about Kyler that. I did have that awesome throw just like right on the money to Lee Morris. And that could have easily been Grant Calcaterra. So I yeah. easily, easily. <laughs> um. All right. So, do we want to just go ahead and get to some score predictions? Let's do some score predictions. I've had a score in my on my mind for a couple days now. Yeah. Um. But I want you to start. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Cause here it comes. Okay. It's gonna be fifty-six to seven. Oh my god. I am. <sighs> I've decided to just buy into the hype this week. It's 
going to be 56 to 7. I am I will be over the moon if that happens because our defense will shut them. Oh, that would be so good. All right, I'm going to go 48-24. Yes. Um, don't quite get the cover. Um, the reasoning, like, you know, I think that, you know, I think they're going to score a couple times. I, th- I think we're going to be in control the whole game. Like, I'm not worried about that. I think there's the potential for them to score a couple times late to kind of get, you know, get within the point spread. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, I, I don't, I'm not worried about this game guys. I really am not. Uh, I kind of wish I was, I kind of enjoy being a little more nervous going into games than this, but, mm-hmm. um, this is, I think it's going to be a relaxing weekend. You know, you show up, watch the game and it's going to be kind of a leisurely second half. You know, I think Kyler will play three quarters though, you know, but and I'm going to have to see a little bit more, you know, for – I need the defense. Like, I would love to see the defense hold them to seven points, yeah. you know. Like, if that happens, I'm going to probably buy into this defense too much. But um, <laughs> they need they need that kind of performance, though. They really do, yeah. especially heading into a team like Iowa State that beat us last year. But, but it's just like – one thing we haven't talked about on this podcast is that the um, updated S&P Plus rankings came out this week, and they're still mostly projection. But uh, Oklahoma has jumped to two. I so, saw that, yeah. Um, that's just, oh, man. I'm believing the hype about this team right now. And I'll come crashing down at some point. Surely I will. But um, Yeah, I keep, because, you know, there every year there's a game that we just don't play well in, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm trying to figure out which game that's going to be. Yeah. You know, because it just seems like, you know, every team in the country has these games where they just, you know, they don't quite show up, you yeah. know, and they have to either win a really close game or they lose. Um, I'm trying to, I don't think it's going to be Iowa State. I don't think it's going to be this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I'm looking for that. Maybe I'll have a, a hot take prediction on the week that I feel it coming on. So I don't All know. Right. Um, Anything, Anything else, else about this game that we want to talk about? Um, you want to make any bold predictions? No, I really don't. Like, I, I, it's so hard to have we're strong We're going to block another punt? We're, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't either. I don't either. So, I don't know. Um, whole... I think we come away with two picks this weekend. That's two a, picks. I'll go with that. Okay. I don't think that's bold, but I think it's, it's specific, and I'm in on specific predictions. Uh-huh. Um, okay. So let's move on from this game. Um, unless there's one game, other game this weekend that I want to talk about. It's kind of a crap weekend, in all honesty, for, for college too. football. Um, but Texas A&M is playing Clemson. Uh-huh. They are hosting Clemson, more specifically. And I need Clemson to destroy them. Um, this game... Texas A&M is bringing in over 80 recruits for this game, okay? Mm-hmm. OU recruits against Texas A&M about as much as any school in the country. Them and Texas are probably our two biggest rivals on the recruiting trail. And there are going to be probably 10 guys at this game that OU really wants. And we need we need Texas A&M to get embarrassed, like for real, 100%. Yeah. yeah. And – it's entirely possible. It's not something that's that unlikely even. Like, Clemson is 
maybe the most talented team in the country, especially up front on defense. But um, I need that to happen. That needs to be a game where Clemson goes in and takes care of business. They don't, you know, not one where they show up and let A&M have some life and let the crowd get into it. Like we need, we need Clemson to just destroy them from the very beginning. So the crowd sucks and everything. Uh-huh. Okay. I, I need the recruits to have as negative experience, an experience <laughs> as possible. Yeah. Um, I know that it might Friday. I know the, the weather in Dallas on Friday is going to be garbage. I wonder what the weather in, College Station will be like College Station day. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. There's, I mean, there's some pretty serious weather happening, so maybe like they'll 90 degrees with a chance of thunderstorms in Dallas on Friday. So. Yeah, but we need the weather to be good because that will the game needs increase. to actually happen. Yeah. Yeah, because Clemson's they they need to. We don't want anything to derail that offense. Yeah. You know, we need them putting up as much points as possible. So. Mm. Um, just kind of a small little thing, guys. We were all Clemson Tigers this weekend. That's just how it as has to be. As much as it hurts. We don't like Clemson, but they need to beat the crap out of Texas A&M this weekend. Yeah. All right. Anything else? I think I'm good. All right. Thank you all for listening to this snippy little episode of the Oklahoma Drill. Um, you can follow the podcast on iTunes. Um the Google Play Store, or on Podbean. Um, you can follow us on Twitter, at RWMaxi and at Alex P. Purdy. If you enjoy the podcast, leave a review. Let, it, let us know how we did. Um, and if you enjoy the podcast, one thing you can do is share it with your friends. That means more people will get to hear the thing you like. Um, and that's going to do it. See you guys after the game. <laughs>